Hey everybody, I am joined right now by a name you're familiar with from his work from WCW, WWE. I have Chuck Palumbo here. Uh, we're going to be talking about his work as a singles wrestler, tag team wrestler, some uh, more memorable moments from his career, find out what he's been up to. Uh, since he, uh, I know you retired a few years ago, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about what you have been up to since then. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How, how are you? Uh, very good. Uh, enjoying good. the nice weather. It's finally getting warm enough to where, enjoy. Where, where are you located? Uh, Philadelphia suburbs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's finally, you know, opening the windows and enjoying yeah. it before it gets terribly hot. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, so I, I kind of guess, well, first I'll ask, uh, what have you been up to lately? I know, uh, I believe you told Bill after a few years ago that, you know, you retired from the ring and, uh, you had launched some outside projects related to your custom cycle business. So what have you been up to? What brings you back kind of to the wrestling universe? Um, you know, so I'm right now, I'm, um, basically what I've been doing is so after wrestling, I did a few, uh, television shows for discovery channel. Um, some people may or may not know I, I've been building cars and motorcycles my whole life. And it was a transition I was, I was going to make when I got out of the wrestling business. Um, and I did. Um, and then um, ended up doing some, some more TV with Discovery Channel for a few years, a couple different shows, a, uh, a worldwide show, and then a, you know, a, a national show. Um, Lords of the Car Hordes and um, Rusted Development. Um, had a great time on those shows. But um, I wanted to start kind of just doing my own thing and show people kind of what I do day to day. And I thought YouTube would be a great platform for it um we're doing we can call it a show or you can just call it a little video blog or whatever you want but basically i just you know i, I show people what i do day to day which is uh restore homes uh, restore cars build motorcycles uh i like to work with my hands i've grew up in the trades so um i have my a lot of irons in the fire to, to say um i dabble with real estate stuff like that so um yeah i'm just showing people what we do day to day it's very raw and, um, you know, if I can inspire a few people to maybe try a few of these things or if people just want to check it out. And um, I'm just, you know, very fortunate that people are interested in it. It's small. Uh, we're hoping to get more subscribers as we go along. The show is called Chuck of All Trades. Um, but, yeah, we're building viewership little by little. And then we'll see where it goes. But right now it's just really about sharing, sharing, sharing what we do. Yeah, and if uh, anybody listening to this wants to check it out, yeah, it's very easy to find. Uh, if you search Chuck of all trades on YouTube, it, it's the first result that comes up. Uh, the, the picture that comes up is a beautiful little puppy. So it's very <laughs> inviting that. to click on. That's uh, that's my pit bull. Uh, his name is Tigger. He's uh, he's a, he's big. He's a big old boy now, but yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you guys want to check that out, it's very easy to find. And as you mentioned, you you've been doing it your whole life. Uh, it translated to something on screen, which I don't know if people like, I know you did an interview where you said like, no, this isn't just something I'm doing on TV. I've always been interested in it. Uh, you played, uh, a, a, I guess a mechanic gimmick. It wasn't exactly the biker yet, but, yeah. uh, we, we saw glimpses of it. 
uh, after Billy and Chuck. Um, yeah. Can you just talk about the transition from what really was like a high profile, uh, memorable to some infamous to others angle with uh, Billy and Rico. And then uh, not to gloss over it, but you, you also were in the FBI revival too. So yeah. can you talk about the transition from Billy and Chuck uh, kind of how that ended and then how you ended up in the FBI? Yeah. Um, well, you know, the Billy and Chuck character was fantastic. We had a, we had a blast. We had so much fun with that character. Those 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 characters could have went on forever, and it took um, you know it took Rico, um, Billy, and myself that dynamic to make it work right. But it worked, and we had fun. The people genuinely saw that we were having fun, and they got behind it. And it was a very cutting edge uh, angle at the time. So uh, yeah, that was high high profile. Um, but uh, that was designed for uh, ratings week cable television ratings week so that that ceremony mm -hmm. <laughs> or quote-unquote wedding that was the night of um of ratings week um and it was the highest rated show shortly disbanded after that for a couple of reasons that that it was designed for that but number two billy had gotten hurt um and now here i am on my own what am i going to do next so vince had asked uh, me what i wanted to do next and asked a little bit about my background and um, I thought about revamping the FBI and I thought it was a great idea and um, easy to do because I grew up in, I grew up in New England, um, Providence and, and, and suburbs of Providence, uh, similar to like Philadelphia and stuff like that, with, uh, you know, Italian Americans and stuff like that. And, and that style of uh, gimmick. So I, um, yeah, we did that. Um, I th we're heels. We got a good crowd response. Um, again, I thought that character as a group could have went further too. But uh, for whatever reason, they didn't continue to push it. We had some great angles with uh, Lesnar, Taker, uh, Guerrero's, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, that worked. And then uh, uh, I left the company. And then um, I went to Japan and uh, Mexico and had a great time working over there, uh, those places. And then um, I came back in 06. And then I sat for a while. And then... Um, you know, Vince had asked me what I wanted to do. I showed him this uh, build, this motorcycle build I had just finished. It was an amazing thing I showed him. And he said, oh, how come we're not doing this? <laughs> I'm not sure. How come we're not? So started to develop that and then started doing that. And it was basically just an extension. The image was an extension of, of what I did. Um, and I, I, on the business side of things, it was a two-year contract that I knew that was probably my last contract. So I was trying to make that transition too. So it was like a pitch for a character, but it was also a pitch to promote what I was going to be doing when I left the company. Mm -hmm. Now, so I was fortunate enough to get that opportunity. Before I, I want to talk a little bit more about that, but uh, the FBI gimmick, was there ever any, you said it was very easy to get into, but was there any ever, uh, any ever resistance on your part, just because you knew it was coming from ECW and it was so revered in its time. Was there any hesitation as far as uh, how people remembered that gimmick and you stepping into it because it right. wasn't, you know, you weren't the original person that was in right. it. Um, actually, no, not at all. I knew I felt fortunate enough to be able to take on that role. They had some talented guys who had done it in the past. So I think I just felt fortunate to be able to get that opportunity to do that role. It was going to be a different FBI with us, obviously different characters, different dynamic, Johnny, myself and 
nuns. But um, no, um, and we did it. At, and you probably, as a fan, uh, if you watch this, you know, you can see the difference, right? In the in the, in the two different stables of the FBI. Um, but no, it was we had we had fun. We had fun. And I want to get back to uh, custom Chucky. It was what it was called for a while, yeah. but. Uh, the, the timing of the, that was interesting because yeah. you had the undertaker who was the American badass for a while. And then yeah. obviously this comes from a very real place with you, but was there any, maybe not hesitation, but was there any like careful planning that it wasn't stepping on that just because it came so close because right. you debuted in, I believe it was the summer of 2004 and he had just finished that character up. I think it was like January of the same year. So yeah. was there any meeting of the minds to make sure that you were still doing your own thing? And like you said, giving a glimpse of what you were doing after wrestling and not having it encroach on the American badass like that right. part of his character. Yeah. You know, it's that's a super good question. Um, there was no planning to be blunt. Um, at that time, I want to say that I didn't even tell anybody management or anything that I was going to start doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be honest with you. I think I just threw some clothes on and went out there and started to do it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just being, just being honest. Yeah. And you know, in the business, a lot of times there's not a lot of planning as you probably know, things will happen at the spur of the moment. Some guy will come up with an idea and someone's like, Oh, I like that. Let's do it. You know? And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but there was no push behind it. I think it was as simple as me going out there and just trying just trying, um, no push, no talk of storyline, nothing like that. And I've, as you know, soon I was gone soon after that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason I ask is because you like, especially nowadays you hear how carefully planned everything is and so-and-so has their own gimmick. And I think there was, it might be an unconfirmed story, but there was something about like somebody couldn't wear green because that was DX colors and, you know, like going to somebody like the undertaker, like, you know, motorcycles was his thing for a couple of years. So it's, yeah. it's kind of interesting to, I, I just was always curious about that. I love, yeah. like, I loved the, you know, I love that. I don't want to call it a gimmick. Cause it, I mean, it was very true to life for you, but you know, I loved that era for you because it just, it was, it was grounded in a time where we were still in between like kayfabe and like, crazy stuff and i just i i feel like that whole era of raw and smackdown is very underappreciated yeah yeah it's interesting because um like take you know honestly taker <clears throat> in real life he's not really a biker mm. he had he had a few motorcycles but he you know that's he didn't turn wrenches he wasn't really in you know that was a that was a gimmick for him you know um and yeah, you're right. So for me to do it, it was kind of real for me. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, I, I guess fans, some fans may say, well, it's like a knockoff of um, what the, what Taker was doing, right? Some fans might feel that. Oh, he's just copying, which it wasn't. It was just really a matter of Vince, Vince and I talking. He's a motorcycle guy. I'm a motorcycle guy. Talking about this and, and, and doing it. And I actually, I remember, I remember asking him, well, what do you think, you know, what Taker's going to think about it or whatever. And he, he basically said, no, that's, that's over with. That was, you know, 
So let's go try it. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I always took, like, I, I took it as being genuine, but you also have to think that the, the West coast choppers, like shows were catching on around that time. So not only is it true to life to you, but you know, it's pulling from real life events, pop culture, like trying to, you know, I guess in a way, uh, capture the interest of some of the the casual fans or outside fans. And I mean, I wish it would have, what would have went on longer, but I, you know, I enjoyed it. It's, it's, you know, what you just said is so true and no one's ever said that. I've always thought that you talk about the pop culture mm-hmm. and the trends at that time. And you that's abs and that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to do it at that time. That was it right there. Yeah. Um, you had the Jesse Jameses doing their thing. Those those shows were just starting to kick off, the chopper building and the build-offs and all those shows that were very successful, right? Very highly rated shows. That Orange County Chopper show, although you know, those guys were, you know, <laughs> it was a little crazy. That show went on for several, several seasons. And those guys made a lot of money. It was very, uh, mm-hmm. very successful. Um and that's what I was trying to, I was trying to bridge that gap. I was trying to bridge that gap and make that work. And I don't know, unfortunately, a lot of the people behind the scenes, they didn't understand that. They knew wrestling. And it's not their fault, but I was trying to bridge that gap. And, and ironically enough, here I, late years later, I go do a show on Discovery Channel, right? <laughs> right. And it uh, works. Yeah. And it works. So, but you know, it's timing's everything, right? timing's everything uh yeah uh so i want to jump back a little bit i i really became a fan of yours because of your work in wcw i think a lot of fans know your name because of that you uh you were in the natural born thrillers you came up through the power plant and you know as much crap as the death of wcw gets and all that you know that final year and people want to look back on it with negativity. I feel like, you know, that was a really fun time and a real attempt to build new guys through that stable. Like I obviously wish things ended differently, but I feel like that group of guys was really fun to watch. You had Sean Stasiak, yourself, Sean O'Hare, Mark Jindrag. Now he's Marco Corleone, but, uh, One of the things I I always thought was really unique was the fact that you and Sean Stasiak started teaming and then you guys switched on air and I like, maybe it happened more in the territory days, but what was that like? Like finding out like, you know, you're, you're teaming with this guy and you're so really new to your career. And then no, we're going to switch you. It was you and Sean O'Hare. What was that like? Just trying to adjust, You, you know, it was typical of the time. It was a fly by the seat of your pants time. So honestly, we didn't care. We were having, mm-hmm. we were, we were learning on TV. We were young, energetic, and so excited to be there. You're talking about now. You, you're talking about guys from the power plant who had to fight their way to get into the power plant and fight their way to get out of it onto TV. We're not talking about the Goldbergs and those guys who were handed contracts and never really paid their dues 
not a knock on those guys, but those guys came in a different way, very successful. And it's about business. And I, those guys are all great guys. But you're talking about guys who struggled to get their way in, into a business that didn't want us. Because in that time, before social media and the internet and the digital world, you had to fight your way to get into the business that was closed. Unless you were second generation or knew someone or a family friend or had worked the independence for years paying your dues. You didn't just come in the business. So we basically came in on the fast track through the power plant. Um, I respected all those guys because their work ethic was uh, incredible. We all shared the same struggles. We all faced the same adversity. So to get to that point where we're on TV working with the likes of, of a Kevin Nash or uh, you know, a top guy like that, <clears throat> getting a push, we didn't care. We were just happy to be out there. We were, you know, and we, we loved it. That was such an incredible time to be in the business. And it's but sad that a lot of the people knock that time in the business, but that was a time in the business that will never happen again, the transition. All that says a special time. Those yeah. things, that was real. That transition was real. Yeah. And if you think about it, just like I named a few of the guys that you worked with, but I feel like some fans now, like the, the people that they're watching, they're like, oh, yeah, he was on WCW. Like, I, I know AJ Styles was one of them. And I, like, yeah. I remember for a few years, I was like, wait, what? And it was, yeah. yeah, he was in Air Raid for for like very early on in his career. So, yeah, I feel like people should if if not for watching it back for nostalgic purposes and just appreciating that era. I think they should go back and see who was actually around back then to yeah. try to just see where people came from. Absolutely. Uh, and the style, we, if you think about the style, we, we started, we, the style the speed came up, the athleticism stepped up. It was actually, I, I believe we were, you know, I believe this, that group was ahead of its time. I think if we, you know, could have, would have, should have, but can you imagine if we had the digital world or social media behind that young stable at that time? Mm -hmm. So, you know, because basically we're, we were a taste of what you were going to get. No one knew this. We didn't know this. We're talking about it now, obviously. But we were really a taste of what they, what they have now. Mm -hmm. If you think about it. Yeah. Right? I mean, very much so. They, they were in, introducing, uh, I believe the the cruiserweight tag team titles right before that you have a lot of, I mean, you guys didn't really work one style. It was very much, it, it was athletic, but obviously you use your size. Um, again, like I, I would go back, like you have WWE network internationally. Now it's Peacock, go. like go find some stuff, whether it's for the first time or if you haven't watched it before, uh, I've really enjoyed speaking with you today. I will close with this. If I can put you on the spot, favorite WCW match and favorite WWF match, or if you want to pick a favorite moment from either one of those, but maybe you have a match that, it, you know, kind of tie things up. Maybe it's a match that they can go check out. Like one of the ones we've just been talking about. Sure. Um, yeah, so, you know, matches as far as favorites, I never really got into favorites. Uh, memorable matches. Fortunate enough with Billy and Chuck to work with Hulk Hogan, with Edge, uh, Boston Garden, tag team. I think we dropped the, the titles to them. The fact that I was working with Hulk Hogan, 
you know, I, I come from a very, um, you know, middle-class family, um, uh, humble beginning. So to, to, to get, to be in the ring on TV with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Where I come from, um, that's a big deal. So that's one of them. Um, just a anything to do uh, with the thrillers was fantastic. Working with the likes of Kevin Nash and those guys, any of that, that era was great. Um, memorable matches, you know, honestly, WWF. I mean, I enjoyed working with Undertaker, Brock Lesnar. Uh, Brock Lesnar and I had a stiff match one night that was on TV. Um, if you get a chance, check that one out. Um, it was a singles match against me with Brock Lesnar. I want to say I was transitioning. I don't know whereabouts I was in my career. I had finished the Billy and Chuck thing, but uh, I remember it was a really physical match. And as far as match-wise, I really I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry I can't answer your question better. I'm just not one of those guys who has like who remembers my matches. It's more about I remember the camaraderie between all the guys, and the and the lifestyle and and um, and the challenges that were in front of us and, and the bonding. That's the stuff I remember. I, there, I mean, there's no wrong answer. I, I try to ask everybody that just because yeah. I'm I'm curious as to what kind of response I get. I mean, I've I've been doing this for you know a little over a year or so and i've gotten uh a match the, the same match two different people picked that's only happened once and then you know you get some people that are like oh yeah i remember the crowd at this event or mm. you know and i'll ask for a match and they say no it was it was more about this moment than an actual match so it's just i just like looking back and seeing what what you appreciate most about your career, no matter what it is. Uh, and again, thanks very much for your time today. If you want to follow Chuck, go ahead and check out uh, Chuck of all trades on YouTube. Uh, thanks very much for your time today. I, I really appreciate getting to catch up with you. You're very welcome. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. It was fun.